Hallelujah. You know, it's, you know, it says all things are possible with God, right? And it says all things are possible with those who believe. So all we got to do is get in agreement with Him. And things start happening. Praise the Lord. What a great God. Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. We have, over the last couple months, been talking about stress-free living. Praise the Lord. Living free from stress. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't need no stress. You don't need none of that mess. Amen. The world's got enough of that. We don't need none of that. Praise the Lord. So let's uh, real quick, just kind of our opening verse with it, uh, 2 Timothy 3. Just put that up on the board real quick, and then we'll move on. Kind of got some things I want to move to today. And it says this, but know this. Look at your neighbors. Once again, just say, you got to know these things. See, in the last days, perilous times will come. There's pressure. Here it comes. And uh, actually, one of the uh, studies of the, in the last days, one of it's uh, letting it be known that uh, as the days progress, it gets a little bit more stressful. Amen. And uh, it kind of does. You know, we've talked about over the last couple months, you know, there's a lot of things out there that was supposedly was supposed to make life a little easier. And maybe in some ways it did, but then it did is because it's, you know, because it's whatever, because of its source, I guess. Maybe I better leave it at that. Um, it ended up creating more stress in other areas. Come on, somebody. And that's just the case. That's the way it is. So it's a good thing to know Jesus. Praise the Lord. And um, what we brought out, uh, you know, pretty much from the get-go with this series is that uh, anything that's uh, self-serving or self-striving uh, is what creates stress. Well, creates that pressure, that stress, uh, the anxiety, and all that stuff. So anything that's self-serving or self-striving. So in other words, it's all about you or it's all about what you can do or how you can do it. Amen. If you're not leaning on the Lord, if you're not trusting in Him, amen, it's only a matter of time and you're going to be overwhelmed. Hello. You're going to be overwhelmed, worked, overworked. Pretty soon it's, you know, you're feeling it. And the next thing you know... Uh, uh, it's because of the way we are, because of the human nature, we have a tendency to point fingers and blame and everything else, and then we got strife, and then we got contention and dissension and discord and all that mess. Hello, somebody. Yeah. I mean, if you want to just kind of real quick, you know, you just think about what happened with Martha. Amen. It's all it takes, a little bit of stress, and next thing you know, it's finger pointing, and she's not only upset with her sister, now she's mad at Jesus because Jesus ain't getting on it. Come on now. And it's like, okay, you just interrupted the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in the middle of a sermon. Hello, somebody. Yeah, that was real important about whether the dishes got set right or, come on now. But that's what stress will do to you. And uh, so it just, it makes everything else, uh, you know, it's all about the moment, how you feel and what's going on in your life and, uh, you know, or, or you're putting out, you're putting out, you're putting out and, and, uh, you know, you're trying to make it right. You're trying to do things right. But you're, it's all about your, your abilities and your strength. Uh, and so anytime you go down that road, it's just a wide open door for stress and, stress and anxiety. Are you hearing me today? Look at your neighbor say, none of that mess. Amen. So uh, with that said, we're going to uh, talk about, uh, uh, as we've been doing every week, we've been talking about just different things that, that help alleviate stress or bring us into a stress-free living, praise God. And so we're going to go to uh, Philippians 4. Uh, we'll probably dive into several uh, common texts today. Um, 
But um, I think with that said, maybe I'll bring, let me see if I'll bring this out. Um, all right, let's just maybe throw this into the mix real quick. Um, not that I'm talking about, uh, preaching about attitude per se, but how many know your attitude and your outlook uh, influence your stress tolerance level? How you're, you know, seeing things, your attitude towards things. Now, not, not that we're looking to tolerate stress, hello, but how you, you know, your tolerance level for stress is probably going to be pretty much wrapped around attitude and outlook, which is kind of key. Um, so, you know, whether you're going to be optimistic about things or not, you know, people that are optimistic have a tendency uh, to be more uh, stress-hardy, if that's such a thing. But, uh, uh, again, not that we're trying to tolerate it, but I just find some people handle stress better than other people, and usually it just comes down to their outlook or their attitude toward things. Um, they have a tendency to embrace challenges a little bit better. They have a tendency maybe to uh, maybe laugh at things a little bit more. Come on now. Sometimes you just need to laugh at some things. Some things are just funny. You say, well, it ain't funny when you're going through it. Well, it, it can be. I said it can be. Maybe I need to do a sermon on laughter. Maybe it looks like I need to tonight. Maybe I need to switch. Okay, let's switch up the service tonight. Sometimes you just need to laugh at things. Amen. Uh, you know, just, just need to. And uh, sometimes, you know, uh, people that are maybe a little bit more optimistic, a little bit uh, better outlook on things, a better attitude maybe toward things, uh, they have a tendency to embrace the challenges a little bit more. They have a tendency to uh, roll with the punches a little bit more. Come on now. The, cha the changes, maybe that's one, changes. Some people don't handle change real good. I don't raise hands or point finger at each other, but some people don't handle change real good. And sometimes, you know, anytime you're growing in God, you just got to be okay with change. Because yeah. yep. there ain't no growing up in God without some change here and there. Right. Smile real big at your neighbor and say, you know. Yeah. Huh? Amen. But the point is, you know, anytime these kind of things happen, if we're looking in our own abilities, our own strength, and all about ourselves, then we have a tendency to just, uh, even though it's God working things in your life, we have a tendency to uh, pretty soon start uh, opening the door to stress and anxiety and stuff. So today, though, um, I'm not really talking about attitude, but I guess it does affect our attitude. Um, but I'm going to talk about joy and thanksgiving today. Amen? Now, two major subjects, both of them, man, we could do full-blown series on either one of them. But I've just found that, you know, you just when you kind of get in it and look at it, uh, joy and thanksgiving have a tendency to kind of hang out with each other. And I'd rather hang out with joy and thanksgiving than stress and anxiety any day. Come on, somebody. And anytime uh, joy and anxiety, or pardon me, anytime joy and thanksgiving are around, uh, usually the peace of God is kind of hanging out somewhere. Here comes the peace of God in on the scene. Amen. It just happens. And, uh, you know, having the peace of God in the house uh, rather than stressful house is so much better. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to talk about this thing called uh, joy and thanksgiving, and we'll maybe uh, uh, talk a little bit of kind of about, about both of them and then uh, just how they operate together and stuff. So uh, Philippians 4, 4, a common text here. Uh, so let's read through this. Verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, just in case you didn't hear me, I will say rejoice. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say rejoice. rejoice. Amen. Rejoice. In the Lord always. Amen. Uh, let your gentleness 
Uh, one translation, I think it's the old King James, used the word moderation. Uh, let uh, your gentleness or moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Come on, stop stressing out, freaking out. Come on, stop, uh, you know, letting everything get to you. You know, stop worrying about everything. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, let's back up verse 5 again, because since we're talking about it. Verse 5, let your gentleness or moderation, uh, that word gentleness there uh, in New King James uh, is how it's worded, uh, but it means appropriate, and it just refers to uh, uh, appropriate um, emotional control, actually, because in text, that's what he's dealing with. And so he's just saying, you know, proper, uh, you know, proper mental uh, control concerning, you know, the you know, emotions and, and the things that are going on. So that's what he's dealing with. And if you, you know, learn how to keep everything in check. Don't let everything get to you. Amen. Because, you know, remember, your life speaks. You know, just uh, you got to remember, you know, even though our life in God is a, is a personal thing. It is. It's personal. Uh, my life in God's personal. Yours is personal. Uh, but nowhere in this book does it say, you know, it's going to be private. It's all about everything's out there and seen. So if you're going to be letting everything that hits you uh, kind of, you know, determine your attitude and determine, you know, how you're going to, you know, treat each other and how you're going to uh, respond to pressure, if it's, uh, you know, if you're letting everything get to you, uh, you just have to understand that, you know, people see it, they recognize it, and they kind of think, what's your problem? Amen. And you're a child of God. The Lord's at hand. Praise God. You don't have to, you don't have to let stuff get to you. Amen. It's a choice. Ooh, ouch. It's a choice. It's a choice whether we, we, we yield to, to stress. It's a choice whether we yield to anxiety. All right? And, uh, you know, we've all, we've all fell to it. We've all tr been tripped up by it. We've all had a, a, you know, a day or two here or there that, that seemed to get the best of us. And, and, uh, but it's a choice whether you're going to let that uh, continue to operate in your life or whether you're going to lean on peace and lean on joy and lean on thanksgiving. Come on, it's a choice. Smile real big at your neighbor. Say, I'm so glad I came out on a Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. I, I just had that insecure moment. I just wanted, to, wanted you to, amen. All right, let's go to five, amen. Verse, uh, pardon, verse six, I mean. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. So communing with God, amen. And supplication just means, you know, you're, you're, you're praying for others, amen. You're supplicating for other situations, other people, other things, amen. So communion and prayer, amen. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with, here we go, with thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving. Uh, let your request be made known to God. And then what happens? It goes on to say, uh, then the peace of God, which what? Surpasses all understanding. I mean, that's something. I mean, the peace of God come on the scene, and no matter how your head's working, if you just, just kind of grab hold of this little, you know, in a sense, maybe the little, uh, the little antidote or maybe, the, uh, maybe just the little, the little keys here that He's given us, if we just apply them, He says all of a sudden the peace of God comes on the scene, and really it's just a choice. And it's just little natural things that you can do. Amen. By leaning on the joy, amen. By rejoicing, praise God. Drawn on, on that, you know, giving God some praise, amen. Being thankful for things. Come on, somebody. 
Just little things like that. All of a sudden, what it does is it begins to change the atmosphere. Amen. Begins to change your perspective, your outlook. Come on. All of a sudden, your attitude begins to change. Oh, hallelujah. It can just by doing this alone. And then the peace of God comes. It surpasses all understanding. And then it begins to do something. See, it starts guarding your heart, and it guards your mind. Guarding the heart, the core, the center, right? Your decision maker. Remember, the heart being not the blood pump, but the heart being core, center, okay, which means really it's the, the seat of control. Amen. So your decision-making, really, the, the, the best way probably to define the heart of man is the will of man. Everything that comes out of it, because the good, the bad, and the ugly all come out of the heart, according to Jesus. Amen. So it's your, whatever your choice is, whatever your decision-making, how that goes, is all coming out of the heart. Everything comes out of the heart. Out of the abundance of heart, your mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of heart come the issues of life. Come on, somebody. Out of the heart come the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen. I think it's Mark 7 brings that out. Amen. So, uh, you know, there's all, all kinds of stuff that comes out of the heart. So what he's saying is that if you can get the peace of God on the scene, then you're not as apt to make a bunch of dumb decisions. You know, that's just the truth, you know. I mean, sometimes you ever done something, you just did that, and you think, oh, no. Jeez, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I let myself get that? That worked up about it. And then you do something, and then now you got to go apologize, or you got to go make it right, or, you know, uh, embarrass yourself. Uh, right? Okay, maybe I'm the only one that goes through those things, but, but I, I know I've probably all been there. But uh, it just happened. So if you stop and you think about it, what happened was you had a choice. You, you got worked up about something. You could have just right now put it at the feet of Jesus. You could have just started rejoicing. You could have just started giving God some thanks. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, you know, you wouldn't be so caught up in it anymore. Amen. And pretty soon now, see that peace of God comes on the scene, starts guarding the heart and the mind. Pretty soon you start settling down, praise God. You get a little different out outlook on things, a little bit different attitude. And pretty soon it's like, you know what? You know, it isn't worth it going down that road. Amen. So let's look a little bit at some of these words here. Uh, you still with me? Yeah. All right. So back up to verse 4, rejoice. Amen. This word rejoice, uh, you know, when you look it up, just means to cheer up, brighten up, to be merry or to be joyed. I love that. To be joyed, it means to cause to joy or make to joy, where we get a word to rejoice or rejoy. So cause to joy or make to joy. Cause to joy. In other words, cause to happen. That's up to you and me. Come on, see now. Now, joy, you know, is not you know is not some you know just just some pleasant quality to have. Hello, somebody. Joy is not just you know some uh, you know little thing, a little emotion, a little fluffy thing in there. Come on, somebody. Joy isn't even happy. You know, happy. The word happy actually comes out of the word happening which, you know, means it's elusive then, so it's only based on the happening. If it's a good happy or a good happening, it's a good happy, or there is happy. <laughs> Amen. I guess is there a bad happy? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> but if it's a bad happening, there's probably no happy. No. So you think, well, I'm justified. It's a bad happening, so I'm not happy. But if it was a good happy, I'm happy. Well, it's not about some emotion. Come on, somebody. Now, we want you happy. The scriptures even you know, want you happy. God wants you happy, but the best way to, to get happy and stay happy is to, to stir a thing called joy on the inside, which is a divine 
It's a divine force. It's actually fruit of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. That's on the inside. Now, everybody has it on the inside. If you got the Spirit of God on the inside, you got it. It's in there. You just sometimes you just got to prime the pump. Come on now. That's why I cheer up, start priming that pump. Amen. That's why I rejoice. Amen. You got re, 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 rejoice. Hallelujah. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. You sometimes you got to prime that pump. Amen. Well, I don't feel like rejoicing. Well, it doesn't matter how you feel because we ain't going by that. So you got you to stir that thing up again. Amen. Sometimes you just prime that pump. Come on, right? And it does. But when you do what you've done now is that divine force on the inside. Amen. Literally, it's, 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 divine. It's, it's divine in origin. See, it's a God thing on the inside given to every believer. Come on now. We just got to, you know, stir it. And the way you do it is through a choice of saying, I choose to rejoice or rejoy. Come on, somebody. I choose to honor God, bless God. Amen. As we're even going to find out, praise God, even shouts of joy. Amen. Sh- victory shouts, triumphant shouts sometimes. Is it, what are you doing? I'm priming the pump. Somebody says, hey, you're being a little noisy. I don't care. I'd rather have a little joy coming out than something else. <laughs> Amen, Right? Some people, you know, a little concerned. Well, you know, we don't want to get all emotional. But in the meantime, you're all weirded out and upset and worked up and full of anxiety and stuff. You don't think that ain't weird? I guess it ain't weird. It's a bad thing, right? But what happens is we're so, what happens is because we're around it and we, we just, you just think that's just normal. Well, shouting the victory is normal too for a believer. Rejoice in the Lord, always. Again, I will say, rejoice, amen? That's just a good thing to do, praise the Lord, amen? Hallelujah. So, praise God. Uh, Let's see here, rejoice. Well, let's see, I'll just bring this out too. I don't think I gave him the notes on this part, but um, the verses on this. But, you know, Nehemiah 8.10 says that uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right? In fact, it even says, uh, do not sorrow. He's talking to the, you know, uh, they're in the middle of, they're putting this, rebuilding the wall and uh, all kinds of stuff. They got opposition coming. They got, not everybody's necessarily in agreement that they're rebuilding the wall. And so here comes a little opposition, a little pressure and uh, threatenings coming here, there and there. And then, and then uh, you know, they get through some of that. And then now they're trying to, you know, get the, get the spiritual, um, some spiritual activity moving within the city. And so now the word of God's coming out and they're realizing that they've been, they're so far removed from the things of God that all this gamut of emotions is beginning to happen with the people. And that's why he addressed them, do not sorrow. And the word sorrow, that literally means to fabricate or to carve out. And it means a whole gamut of emotions, everything from grief uh, to stress. Are you with me? To anxiety. All right. And so it's just all kind of because there was all kinds of emotions going on because of everything happening uh, there. And it was a lot happening there. And so he's addressing them. He said, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's strength. See, it's a divine. It's divine in nature. It's divine in origin. Amen. It's a divine force. Amen. That's on the inside. And you got to stir that up. It's a choice whether you're going to stress out or whether you're going to, amen, peace out. Sort of works. 
Amen. It's a choice. Amen. So anyway, uh, you know, if there is no joy, there's no strength. Proverbs 24, and I'm not sure the verse, maybe it's verse 10 or something like that. And, uh, but it just says this, that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So if you faint, or in other words, you fall, or you cave, or you stumble, you trip up when adversity comes, when the enemy's coming at you, then it says your strength is weak. So you, have to, you, know, you start looking at all this, you think, okay, if you have no joy, you got no strength, you got no strength, you're probably not going to, you know, you're not going to stand. Come on, when the opposition comes. And if you don't stand, see, then you, you're not resisting. Come on, somebody. See how it all builds? I mean, you just think, well, you're just talking a message about being happy or not. No, joy is more than being happy. But you get enough joy rolling in your life, you'll be amazed how happy you are. Praise the Lord. So anyway, you know, if you, you, know, you have no joy, you got no strength, you got no strength, you know, you, you're not standing. And, uh, you know, if you don't stand, you can't resist. If you can't resist, the Word says the enemy won't flee. Because if you resist him, he flees. But if you're not resisting, it means he's not going to flee. And if he don't flee, he may not win. Probably won't win. So that's why joy becomes so critical. Still with me? Yep. All right, look at your neighbor, praise God. So you get some joy in your life, praise the Lord. So anyway, we're going to see a few more verses as we get into this, praise God. Amen. But let's, let's look at, uh, get down a little bit further. Let's go down here, verse 6 again, and be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So the word thanksgiving, just so we can move on here, let's get a definition here. Thanksgiving means to express gratitude. Everybody say express. Express, express gratitude. So I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta thanks in my heart. No, if you got a thanks in your heart, it needs to come out your mouth. Come on now. Now, I want you to have a thankful heart. Come on, somebody. But the Word says, out of the abundance of heart, your mouth speaks. So if you've got a blanks in there, you should be coming out your mouth. So it, 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 it means to express gratitude. It's thanksgiving, right? It means to speak praise. It means to confess adoration and appreciation. All right? So appreciation, just, you know, just for definition here, just uh, synonyms, thankful, to esteem, to uh, recognition, acknowledgement, uh, to value something, to treasure something, to admiration. So these are all uh, just things of when you start thinking about thanksgiving and you start thinking, you know, joy about a joyous, you know, you're rejoicing, you're rejoicing and thanksgiving. Every, every bit of it's coming out your mouth. So how do you prime the pump? Well, start talking something different than what you want to talk about. This is a good time to start rejoicing. It's a good time to start praising God. It's a good time to start giving thanks. Praise God. It's a good time to start thanking God for what He's done, for what He's doing, for what, he, what you're believing Him to do. Come on, somebody, what you're pressing in for. Amen. Start thanking God for these things. Amen. You know, uh, just, just I thought this, just kind of toss it out there, but, uh, you know, if you kind of start forgetting about all the things God done, stop, you know, stop thanking Him for the things He's already done, pretty soon you lose sight of it. And this is how that, this is how that uh, casualness begins to settle in. Pretty soon, you, you get lulled to sleep. You get lulled to casualness, to uh, complacency and all that kind of yuck. And pretty soon, you're, you know, you're, you're sliding backwards. Don't even know you are. 
And, and so just the power of thanksgiving and learning how to just give God thanks. Praise the Lord. I ain't going to hell. Hallelujah. Woo! Born again, blood bought, blood washed, hallelujah, redeemed, hallelujah. I mean, woo! Well, it's hard to have a bad attitude when you start thinking that way. It's hard to have, you know, uh, you know, a bad outlook when you start looking at that kind of stuff. Listen, we're not denying that there's stuff going on. We're not denying that you have things to deal with and things, pressures to face and and some of you got things going on that, man, you, you, nobody should have to deal with. But, but you're going through it. And so you just have to say, you know what? Uh, I gotta, this is a good time to actually believe what the song said, that nothing's impossible. So with God, nothing's impossible. So praise the Lord. If I just start acknowledging Him, start, amen, Priming the pump, amen, get joy stirred up, starting to get thanksgiving going, praise God. We're rejoicing, we're praising, shouts of victory, hallelujah. As you begin to do that, you'll be amazed how everything just starts to shift and change, amen. Still with me? All right, are you still glad you came out on a Wednesday? All right, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I was thinking of it just in, for whatever it means or whatever it's worth, but, uh, you know, this is the letter to, to the church at Philippi. And, uh, you know, Paul was actually in the Philippian jail or prison. And, uh, you know, and he's shackled down, him and Silas. And we see this in um, Acts 16. And, uh, you know, there doesn't look good. But they started priming the pump. Started worshiping and praising God. And next thing you know, we got us an earthquake. And the foundations of that prison shook and the doors blow open. Come on, somebody. Shackles fall off. Amen. Now it's a good day. Amen. And I'm just saying that just, you know, so the man that's writing this understands it and seen it as a revelation. And so here he is writing it for you and me to get a hold of as a revelation. Come on now. Amen. And even Paul later on in the book of Acts says, you know, none of these things move me. And they came up, man, even by the Spirit of God, letting them know what's going to happen. Man, the Spirit of God showed me this, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. And, man, it looks, it looks like tough days ahead for you, Paul. Phew, none of these things move me. He said, I'm going to finish my ministry with joy. Hallelujah. Glory. Kept it going. Amen. Didn't let it bother him. Amen. Just kept moving and fulfilled what he was supposed to. And I believe he ran his race. Come on. Yep. Kept the faith. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. And got to go home and hear those words. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. So let's look at a few more texts here. Let's go to the book of Colossians, kind of next door here. Let's look at this. We're going to kind of see joy and thanksgiving kind of hanging out here with each other. All right. Uh, tell you what. Let's see. Um, tell you what. Did I give you verse 15? Is that what I gave you? Um, is it, would it be too hard to back up to verse 14? Can you throw that up there real quick? I love this just because I like the verse. Amen. But, but above all these things, put on love. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a good thing to put on. <laughs> Every day. Isn't that a good thing to put on? Yeah. Amen. Which is the bond of perfection. Here we go. Verse 15 then. And let the peace of God rule. Here's that peace now. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. I said, and be thankful. I think the Amplified uh, uh, kind of draws that out. It means uh, uh, be thankful or be appreciative, giving praise to God always. 
I like that because then it goes in the next verse here. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. In other words, talking about an atmosphere of praise. Amen. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. One translation, I think it's a message translation, says, uh, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Amen. And learning how to thank. And you see where we're praise and we're joy, come on, and thanksgiving, praise God. And here's that peace again rolling in, praise the Lord. And so all this just works together. Remember, it's a choice. You know, you think about it, man. You can, I mean, you could be driving down a, you know, driving down a road in your rig and, and you can have a gamut of emotions. You're all by yourself. Thinking about something, just you set your mind on something pretty soon, you're all depressed. You know, and then you see another billboard, oh, it changes your thought. It's just the weirdest thing, but you're all by yourself, you know. Come on now. And, and so you just have to see it's a choice, you know. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to think on that thing that depresses you. You don't have to think on that thing that stresses you out. You don't have to sit here and meditate on that all day long. Put your mind on something, praise God, that's going to that's gonna bring some joy. That's going to bring, uh, you know, bring some thanksgiving in your heart, praise God. That's going to cause your attitude to rise and cause your, uh, you know, your outlook to change, praise the Lord. Amen. It's a choice. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. It's a choice. Amen. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Praise God. Amen. It's not hard to come up with things to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's look at another one. We're in Colossians. Let's back up chapter 1 maybe a little bit. I thought this was worthy of throwing this in here. Uh, I'm going to go like verse 9. Colossians 1 verse 9. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, um, do not cease to pray for you. Okay, there's that praying and communion again, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every, uh, in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, for all patience and longsuffering. Here we go, with what? With joy, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who what qualified us, Amen. So you always got something to be thankful about, something to rejoice about, who's qualified us to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light. In other words, whatever any of the saints of old and whatever any of them have received, you can receive. Whatever they got, you can get. And it says you've been qualified already. That's good news. But see, he says you can be thankful of that. You don't have to try to earn it, just receive it. But be thankful, right? And verse 13, He's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Praise God. Amen. You're in a whole nother, you're a whole nother kingdom now. A whole nother family. Praise God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's worthy of rejoicing about. That's worthy of, amen, priming the pump. Come on, somebody. Just start thinking about that. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption. Through His blood. Amen. We've been bought and paid for. Amen. The forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. And some of you are nasty. And look what God did. Hallelujah. Smile real big at your neighbor and say, I think He's talking about you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
But see, you got something to be thankful about, praise God. Something to rejoice about, amen. Hallelujah. There's, I mean, he doesn't, you know, I mean, there's just so many good things that God's done. Let's go to the next book, First uh, Thessalonians. Let's look at another one here. Chapter 5, let's do that. Amen. Are you doing all right? Yes. All right, here we go, verse 16. Uh, rejoice always. Here we go. Rejoice. Amen. That same word. Amen. Praise God. Uh, you know, rejoice always. Uh, pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good? It's the will of God. Amen. To do this. I was saying about, you know, there's sometimes, man, you, you might have that question mark. Am I in the will of God or not? You just stop and just say, Lord, I want to thank you. Hallelujah. That I'm redeemed. I want to thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, what you're doing in our household. Thank you, Lord, for provision, for healing, for deliverance. Thank you, Lord. I praise you now. And just by doing that, praise the Lord, what you do? You just stepped into the will of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody says, are you in the will of God? I say, well, I was for a little while today. I'm working on trying to be in it a little bit more every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Rejoice always, right? Come on now. Rejoice always. Uh, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's try another one. Uh, that one, I don't know, I thought would stir you up a little more. Let's try one in Hebrews. Let's go there over a few more books here. Amen. Hebrews. Come on now. Hebrews 13, let's go there. All right. Still with me? All right. Let's, uh, verse, verse 15. It says, Therefore by him uh, uh, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Full of joy, right? Praise. Amen. I mean, the releasing of joy. Amen. Stirring up joy. Praise to God. That is what now? The fruit of our lips. What? Giving thanks to his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes it might be a sacrifice. I don't know how you want to word it, I guess. Uh, you know, I've heard it kind of taught a couple different ways here on that. But, uh, you, know, very, you know, sometimes it's just, it is, it seems like a sacrifice depending on what you're dealing with. You know, sometimes you just... You know, got to try to pull your head up, amen, and, and, and just get yourself doing this. You know, it's like, like Brother, you know, our, our, our uh, 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 psalmist David said, amen. He said, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Heals, uh, who forgives all my iniquity, who heals all my disease, who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. What's he doing? Same thing. Amen. Priming the pump, commanding his soul, his mind, his will, his emotions to line up. Come on now. Sometimes you just got to, you know what? Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, I'm talking to you. Straighten up. Get your head up. Think up. Move up. Grow up. Go higher. Come on. Amen. Stop letting everything get to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just can't, you know, sometimes you have to tell yourself, stop wearing your feelings on your sleeve. You know, yeah, not touchy. That's a good word. Not being touchy. So touchy. Uh, 
Sometimes it's just different things. It's all amazing what kind of things will just take your joy. Come on now. And you made a decision to go ahead and just hang out there and think about it and meditate on it. Instead of just saying, you know what? I don't need none of that mess. I'd rather have the presence of God. I'd rather have the peace of God. Amen. So I refuse to go there. Amen. Come on now. So sometimes it seems like a sacrifice of praise unto God, right? All right. And giving thanks to his name. Praise God. It's the fruit of your lips. Everybody say lips. That means you got to get your mouth moving. I mean, no matter, you can't ever get around that. Everything we talk about, it's always about your mouth. Your mouth's got to be engaged. Amen. Come on, let's get some praise going. Well, you're doing something with your mouth. Let's get the right thing coming out your mouth. Right? I'm not messing with you. It's just the facts. I mean, you know, it's real easy to gripe. It's real easy to grumble. It's real easy to complain. Real easy to point a finger and pass blame or judgment or whatever. Come on. Real easy to pull up an excuse. Well, how about just say, okay, I'm just going to not do that. Instead, I'm going to use my mouth for something good. Because it would be the will of the Lord for me to do this. And it pleases Him, praise the Lord. So I'm going to thank Him. Amen. For what He's done, for what He's doing. Amen. For what I'm, He's about to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Still with me? All right, go to Psalms. We gotta, you can't really talk about these things without at least hanging out in Psalms for a little bit. Psalms, amen, 95. Let's go there. All right, Psalms 95. Psalms 95. Verse... Uh, I think I told them verse 2, but I'm going to go ahead and read verse 1 and 2 here. It says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Verse 2, let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Amen. That means that word joyfully there, to shout joyfully. Actually, one word means triumphant sounds. Come on now. literally means this. It means to split the ears with sound. Shout for joy. Come on now. Well, sometimes you're just a little bit too loud. Well, hopefully what's coming out of your mouth is joyful shouts. Come on, somebody. Sometimes it works. You know, just praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. God is good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God, you are good. Hallelujah. You deliver and set the captive free. Praise God. Hallelujah. You lead us in triumph. Praise God. You give us the victory. Praise God. We're overcomers because of what you've done. Hallelujah. What happens? Well, primes that pump, right? 
So it's those victory shouts, those shout, joyful shouts, you know, triumphant sounds that even sometimes split the ears. Amen. Now, I didn't tell you, you know, wake your spouse up in the middle of the night. Hallelujah! I'd recommend going in the other room first. Amen. But, praise the Lord. Now, unless they're being grumpy, then maybe it's okay. No, no. I want no fights either. But anyway, praise the Lord. But it does something to you. Amen? I said it does something to you. You know. You know, it's some people, you know, you come into the room and they're like a wet blanket. Uh, uh, nothing ever seems to work. Ain't nothing ever good. Life just stinks. <sighs> bah humbug. What does that mean? <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge thing, but I don't know what it, does it mean something? I don't, it doesn't sound good. But anyway, you know, we got all kind of, uh, uh, somebody just comes in the room, it's like, uh, it's like it sucks the air out of the room. Or you can come in and go, hallelujah. Woo! God's good. Amen. Woo! Man, what a good God we serve. Amen. I remember one time it was this, it was pretty obvious and and uh, so I was in the this years ago you know working in a mill and you can imagine what kind of language you're hearing in the mill and it's a little bit limit, limited vocab but anyway um so going in the lunchroom and they're all hanging out in the lunchroom and everybody rah, 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 saying stuff and you know most of it starting with the wrong letter and all that kind of stuff and and uh, I'm thinking to myself I'm all I wanted was a Snickers. So I had to go in because, you know, Snickers are anointed. And so anyway, I needed an anointed Snicker bar. Hallelujah. So anyway, I went in there, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm hearing all this talk, and I just thought, you know what? I'm tired of it. I said, praise the Lord. I did. I'm putting change in. Every time I put a coin in, hallelujah. Woo! God, you're good. Praise ye the Lord. Push the button. Reached in and put, and you could hear a pin drop in that room. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, this did happen. And so I turned around, looking, they're all staring at him like this. I said, well, you all got your turn. I got mine. <laughs> Walked out. They didn't forget that. Amen. But I'm just saying, you know, you, you could change an atmosphere. Amen. Come on now. Amen. So anyway, praise God. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalms 100. Let's look at another one here. Psalms 100, just kind of over a page or so here. Amen. This is kind of a common one here, but we'll, let's read the whole one on this one. Starting with verse 1. Okay, it says, Make a joyful shout, which is the same word, to split the ears. Amen. So a triumphant sound here. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, or all you peoples. All right. Serve the Lord uh, with gladness. Okay. The word gladness means uh, gratitude, amen, joyful gratitude, or thanksgiving, we could say. Uh, come before His presence with singing. Uh, you know, His presence is pretty key, right? How many like presence in your life? I like the presence of the Lord. The presence of, you get the presence of the Lord on the scene, and things shift and change pretty quick. So there's keys to, you know, God don't come in when grumbling. Now, he might every now and then give you a little word and say something, hey, how about none of that? But you ever notice there's really not a lot of presence shows up when you're all moody? Well, there's presence, I should say. It's just the wrong one. 
right? Amen. So we want the right presence. Amen. Amen. So, you know, uh, so we want, we want presence. So here he is, uh, you know, this, in this verse it says, you know, with singing. So praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. Some people have beautiful singing voices. Some don't. But God thinks he doesn't care. Come on, somebody. It's a, some places it doesn't say it's to uh, make a, a joyful noise. So that's for those that have a little trouble with their voices. It's okay. It still, still works. God thinks, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'll listen to that. I'll come hang out with you. Hey, thank you, Lord. Cool. I'll hang, I'll hang out with you. Yeah, it might be the only one. But he's okay with that. Come on now. Everybody else might leave the room, but you know. <laughs> I go out in the garage and sing because it just has awesome acoustics. <laughs> just kind of get that, just like it reverberates through there. It's like, man, I'm good. <laughs> then you go back in the house, like, ooh, lost it. Anyway, praise the Lord. All right. Uh, Come before his presence with singing. Amen. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. And aren't you glad? You'd put the ear somewhere where it didn't belong, and you'd put the nose on the other side of the head. And I don't know. It's just a thought. But anyway, I'm glad he made us. <laughs> Who's that guy that does the Picasso, did a painting, and had a, a nose on the side of the head or some kind of weird thing? I'm glad that he wasn't God. <laughs> that would have been weird. Right? Anyway, okay. I better, I better move on. Uh, it is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture, right? Verse 4, enter into his gates, right? Come on now. His gates with what? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. praise. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's bringing us, that's talking about those shouts of joy, joyful shouts again, those amen, singing with joyful, joyful note, joyful melody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I mean, there's some things right there. If you just meditating on that, we got something to praise God about. Come on, right? Hallelujah. God's good. His mercy is everlasting. His mercies are new every day. Praise the Lord. You might have been a stinker yesterday, but praise the Lord. You got up today. I went, I'm glad that's done. It's a new day. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. His truth endures to all generations. It ain't going to stop. It still rolls on, keeps on happening. Praise God. Your kids will get it. Just keep believing God, pressing in. Keeping the right presence in the house. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Keep the peace of God in there. Amen. It starts, you know, guarding the hearts and the minds. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Praise God. Pretty soon they all get it. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's back up verse 4. Enter his gates, okay, with thanksgiving. Um, I didn't necessarily put all my uh, notes on this one, but um, to enter, um, it literally means it just like an open access to something. So you're coming into something, uh, but it actually refers to something. That it's a coming and a going kind of thing. There's an entrance, but as much can go in, uh, pardon me, as much as can come back as goes in. So just as a thought, but enter into his gates, okay? Uh, that word um, not just means a, a, an entrance or a doorway per se, but it also even means a portal. And, you know, if you're into, you know, Star Trek and 
you know, Star Wars portal means something a little bit like, right? Portal, you know, you're from here to there, and all of a sudden, come on, you enter into it. Well, that's exactly how it works in the spirit. So there's portals. You begin to praise God, and a portal opens up, literally. And all of a sudden, you're now in presence. Come on. Here it says, going through his gates and literally coming into his courtyards. All right, come on. So you're coming into the gates with thanksgiving. You're coming into the courts with praise. So this joy and this thanksgiving become pretty key because all of a sudden you're stepping into his. But see, remember now, it's, it's, it's just as much can come through that portal this way as it goes into that portal. You start praising God, it opens up, but you have to, not only are you going in to hang out with Him, but a whole bunch of God comes in and hangs out with you. Come on now. Just however you want to word it. But just, just, just because you're willing to be thankful, just because you're willing to, to bless Him, you're willing to honor Him, you're willing to stir the pump, so to speak, prime the pump with some joy, and all of a sudden what, God wants to hang out with that. So you start doing that, so all of a sudden now, you're not only hanging out, you know, going through and hanging out, coming into his gates, coming into his, into his courtyard, amen, and then a whole bunch of that comes with you. I mean, that's the way it works. Go, go to Isaiah. We'll show you this. Go to Isaiah 51. Let's try that. I think, I don't know if I gave you that one or not, but Isaiah 51. <clears throat> this, I mean, it's all key here. Remember, it's a choice. What kind of atmosphere you want? What kind of environment you want? How do you, I mean, what do you want, what do you want hanging out? You still with me? Am I boring you tonight? Okay. Verse 3. For the Lord will comfort Zion. Now that's just another, really it's a type and shadow of, of the church, okay? It's you and me, Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. That means drought or desolate, so... Uh, in other words, he can change any kind of situation. We're just the whole thing's talking about atmospheres being changed. Whole, whole, uh, whole arena is being changed here. He will make uh, her wilderness uh, uh, that they're uh, driven just means to be driven in a, uh, a, a pastureless. Uh, in other words, without moisture, it's just it's just yuck. Come on now, nobody likes the wilderness here in this sense. Okay, it's a bad place. He will make. Her wilderness, like, here we go, like what? Like Eden, right? And her desert, right? That means literally a sterile valley. Her desert, like a garden, garden of the Lord. Okay, so Eden comes on the scene. So what he's saying is, as you begin to start the praise and the worship and thanksgiving starts happening, come on, somebody, I'm talking about now out of your mouth. I'm not talking about just, just when you come to church and enter into praise and worship. That should happen too. Come on now. But I'm talking about in your own, by your own self, it goes on, joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. See, all this is coming out of you. And when you begin to do that, all of a sudden, all this stuff begins to happen. The waste places get changed. The wilderness gets changed. The desert gets changed. All that stuff gets changed. See, what happened was you came... Because of, you, because of what you opened up, you go, you enter into that portal, into that gate, into that courtyard, and it, and it all just kind of follows you and right back and just starts changing your atmosphere. The word Eden in itself, uh, you know, if you just look it up, it just means garden of God or whatever. And, uh, but when you, when you look at it in Hebrew, the word Eden is uh, the letters in, in the word Hebrew, or probably in the 
The Hebrew letters in the word Eden uh, mean a momentary spot, amen, where His presence is an open door to heaven. It's literally what it means. So a momentary spot, okay, presence, open door, heaven is what they mean. So that when you put those letters in, and in Hebrew, you read it from right to left, not left to right. Come on. And what it means, literally, that it, all of a sudden now Eden manifests. See, Eden's still around. That's why you can't find it. Because it's not about a physical place anymore. It's about what His presence brings. Amen. So when you begin to, just through your joy and through thanksgiving, just stop and instead of griping and complaining, just start giving God thanks. All of a sudden you change an atmosphere. Literally can bring the garden of God on the scene, praise God. Hallelujah. And a lot of good happens in the garden. Come on now. I mean, we're talking good stuff, praise the Lord. But it's His presence, see. And remember, too, now, you know, in His presence is all kinds of good stuff. The Word says even the fullness of joy is there. Amen. All of a sudden you prime the pump, but now presence comes on. Come on. And all of a sudden now fullness of joy manifests. Amen. The fullness of joy, amen, pleasures forevermore, the Scripture says in Psalm 16. Amen. The Scripture says that rest can be found in His presence. Hallelujah. Times of refreshing, times of restoration come from the presence of the Lord. I mean, there's all kinds of things to be had. Why? Because you changed the atmosphere. You turn that old waste place into something comfortable. You turn that old wilderness into Eden, that old desert into the garden of the Lord, praise God. Why? Because you have the audacity to stir up joy and to give God thanks. Somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. That's how it works. Amen. Go to Deuteronomy. We'll just close with this one. I'll just give you one more. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy. Common, I, I use this one a lot when I'm talking about joy or talking about Thanksgiving. Because to me, it's like, you know, I like the blessing. If you've ever done any study on the blessing, it's, it's awesome to understand the, the, the fullness of the blessing manifesting in our lives. But you have to understand with that teaching, there's not only the fullness of the blessing, there could be the curse. There's two sides of this thing. And he says, through a choice, you can choose, you know, life or death, the blessing or the curse. You have to make a choice what you want. And, and you know, and he, he lets it be known. He says that, you know, it not only affects you, but it affects also your descendants. So what choices you make, what, what kind of atmosphere and environment you want is based on your choice. It not only affects your life, but it affects everybody else in the house. Come on, somebody. Everybody else you're around, all right? Everybody say, choose life. life. All right, but here's what it says in the the area when we're talking about the curse. He says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Again, that's that word gratitude or giving of thanks. Okay, so joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. So the whole, that's all listed under the curse. He says, because you wouldn't just stop and start thanking God for what he's already done. It's like you just, you, you allowed the curse to come into your life. Man, it's just not hard to just stop and start thinking about, say, I, I, I can't think of anything God's ever done for me. Well, gee, you know, let me help you with it. No, 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 no. That ain't hard. I mean, are you going to heaven? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't want you in heaven. Somebody said, Pastor. Well, I don't want your old grumpy mess in my living by me. Your mansion's by mine. I'm going to have to have a little talk. 
about your grumpiness. Come on now. Huh? Yeah, no grumpy in heaven. Well, it doesn't say that. It says there's no tears. So I can't cry about your grumpiness. Yeah, I better fix this. I'm, I'm really just messing with you. There probably is no grumpiness allowed. He probably stopped. Whoa, whoa, breaks. You Peter's going, hey. And I don't know if Peter's really at the door, but I'm just saying, they just say this stuff. Trudy's like, stop, stop. We're going to have to fix all this. Now, I'm pretty sure there's no grumpiness in heaven. And Peter's, not at the gate. And Peter's probably not at the gate. Is there anything else I messed up? Anyway, what do you want? The curse or the blessing? I want the blessing. I want the blessing. So if, 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 if one of the things that says that makes the difference is the fact that whether or not I'm going to be full of joy and have gladness of heart or thanksgiving, then praise the Lord, I better prime that pump, get the joy going, get that rejoicing going, praise God, get the uh, thanksgiving, the gladness of heart going, and praise God, what has God done for you? For the abundance of everything. What has God done? I mean, you could stop and probably go through everything in your life that ever happened good, because it says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. So we could go through life and think about all just the good things that happened and just say, well, praise the Lord. God did that. God's good. Hallelujah. I mean... Let's face it, ain't none of us were worthy in ourselves. I mean, praise the Lord, He made us worthy, right? Based on the blood of Jesus, right? Price that was paid. But ain't none of us in ourselves worthy. So look at all He did for you. And, you know, He didn't have to. But He chose to. Laid down His life for you. Come on. Sent the Spirit of God for you. Come on now. I mean, we can go on and on and on about all just the things God did just to Make you qualified for everything he has for you. Amen. And if you want to live next to me in heaven, you can. Just better throw that out there, too. Praise the Lord. But you better be happy. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. What do you like, the blessing or the curse? Blessing. All right. What do you like, the uh the wilderness or Eden? Eden. What do you like? The, um, the desert or the garden? garden? Yeah? Okay. So, you know, I'd rather have those things. So, stir it up. By what? A choice. Be thankful. Start rejoicing in God. Amen. Shouts are joyful. If it, that's what it takes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes, you know, that sacrifice of praise has got to come out of your mouth and just say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes. Ha, ha, ha. Come on now. Did you get some tonight? Yeah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you. Praise the Lord.
Well, I thought we got enough on there, but I think, I think we're finding out that joy and thanksgiving are pretty key. Come on now. Hallelujah. And I like the peace of God. I like the blessing of the Lord. I like the garden of the Lord. Amen. I like His environment. I like, I like His atmosphere. Praise the Lord. I like presence. Whew. Once you get presence, you get addicted. You got to have presence. Amen. Father, we just give you praise and glory. We are thankful and grateful for all that you've done. Hallelujah. We rejoice in all that you've done, Lord God, for us and our families and our church. And Lord God, just throughout our lives, we just give you all the glory and all the honor. Father, thank you for what you've done, for what you're doing, and for what you're about to do. We give you all the praise in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Give Him praise one more time. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.